Get your family vehicles ready for summer driving with early Memorial Day deals at Dobbs. Click on GoToDobbs.com for money, save, retire, and service deals today. Dobbs. With 43 locations, real deals are always close by. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Well, you just heard me ask Jackson if John's on. This is full on honesty in media. This thing's off the rails, and I'm not happy about it. Jackson's it's on me. cutting me off. Thank you. Exactly. Me. That's the way you host a show. You blame the producer. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Balloon Party here on 101 ESPN. It's Munganass, St. Louis Acura, and Alton Toyota's presentation of Balloon Party. Go online at stlouisacura.com or altontoyota.com and support our presenting sponsor. I am a client of Munganass, St. Louis Acura. And Alton Toyota, and it is our pleasure to welcome to the program John Denton, friend of the show, regular on the show. Usually Thursdays, today it's a Friday treat. Morning, John. Hey, Tim, how are you? Wonderful. How's everything going with you? Are you, are you traveling right now? Yeah, yeah, I'm in the airport now, so, uh, you know, long trip. Wow, <laughs> long trip I, 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 it's weird that I could sense that you were in an airport just by hearing it. Yeah, you know, there are lots of people who uh, who feel the need to talk at the top of their lungs with <laughs> the person standing next to them, so I apologize for the noise. No, I just I was like, that sounds like airport noise. Uh, not, a, not a direct flight back from San Francisco to St. Louis? <laughs> no, 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 not exactly. <laughs> yeah, I understand that program. Uh, hey, we were discussing this, and I know we talked about it when you were on TMA on Tuesday. I just want to revisit it because we were going over, after, over uh, some of Arenado's uh, numbers and uh, also uh, you know his exit velocity here uh, this this season and, and recently and they are down. I asked you if there was any chance that he was uh, hurt and you said no. I saw him at the ballpark getting early batting practice on Monday when you showed up to to San Francisco. Mm-hmm. Anything anything on that? We we noticed him grimacing rounding third when he scored yesterday and so just trying to explain you know what is a subpar performance to date for Arenado. You know, it's it's, him, it's it's a little bit shocking because there's nobody who is as consumed with hitting as Nolan Arenado. He, he sometimes takes a bat home with him at night. He takes a bat to the hotel. He watches himself swing in the mirror. He gets to the ballpark at 2 o'clock some days and hits for hours. Uh, you know, we were making the joke last night. He's got a warehouse that he hits in in L.A., and we were figuring he probably went straight from the team plane to, to the warehouse to hit all night. That's the kind he is, but it, it is shocking that he's, you know, he's he's in this uh, this slump right now, and there's not even good swings, which is weird for a guy who knows his swing and is usually so dialed in. Uh, but you know, I go to last year; he was a player of the month in April. He had the worst May of his career. Then he hit 290, 355, and 364 the next three months. Yeah. So. At any moment, it could click for him. Well, that's great, and, and and certainly Cardinal fans want to hear that because uh, you just I, I, Jackson and I were theorizing he's the kind of guy that if he were hurt, he might be the kind of guy because I'm just going to play through it. The team needs me. The right. team's struggling, and I'm not uh-huh. going to say anything. I'm just going to grind through it. I mean, obviously the Cardinals dealt with that in a very uh, fatalistic role last year with Ryan Helsley taking the ball against the Phillies. So uh, <laughs> yeah. it, it's 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 plagued him before. But that's good news. I mean, if he's yeah. out there grinding and he has had the 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 off and on. Month, 
months, then then that, yeah. that, that that's certainly a, a positive thing to hear. Also a positive from yesterday is what we saw from Miles Michaelis. The Cardinals needed that, not just both with the performance, but also the innings, and they got it. What have you observed on Michaelis's April, which certainly has had a wide delta? Yeah, you know, Tim, his first three starts, he had a 10 ERA. It was, you know, one of the worst pitchers in baseball, and since then, he's gotten that ERA down below three the last three outings. And yesterday, he really had that – It's the, I call it the Greg Maddox pitch. It's that sinker that he throws right at the hip of the lefty, and the guy flinches, and then it breaks right across the plate. Uh, you know, three of the first five lefties he faced, he struck out looking. So that, that lets you know, like, right away that he had his good stuff. And, you know, Miles challenged guys yesterday. He threw his slider in a lot. Uh, you know, he, he hit a guy in the ribs who stole a base off of him, which – I would guess was not exactly coincidental, uh, you know. So when when Miles is willing to pitch in, when Miles has that that sinker working to lefties, uh, you know he he really got it back yesterday. And and Ollie said, hey, that's the guy we're used to. That's the guy we saw last year, and that's the guy that the Cardinals need him to be. You know, it, he, he's a guy who signed you know a, a two a two year forty million dollar extension. He's going to be around here a while. They need him to be a stopper, a guy who puts an end to losing streaks, a guy who goes out and you know, has a quality start. It was his first quality start. It was his first win. And, you know, lucky for him, there was a ball hit right to Alec Burleson with the bases loaded. There was a ball that Andrew Kisner made as good a play as has been made all season by the Cardinals to take yeah. the run there. So he had some good defensive help behind him. Yeah, that that play specifically, I agree. Sometimes we'll, you know, because there's 162 of these things, we can overvalue a play. But, you know, you wonder where that game goes if Kisner doesn't make that play if the base runner beats him to home and then that keeps the inning going, plus the Giants have a run, who knows, and then the Cardinals are sitting there dealing with a potential sweep as opposed to feeling like they got one right and could have a little momentum. That play really was a significant moment in that game, and who knows, maybe we could look back and it, it could be a significant play for the Cardinals in general. Yeah, you know, you know, a lot of people bang on Kisner because he doesn't hit the ball well, and but he's actually started hitting it a little better lately. But that, like you said, that was as good a defensive play as as you can see because he was alert. He got out of his stance. He got the ball without running into Miles. Miles joked afterwards that pitchers are the best athletes on the field, and maybe catchers are the second best athletes <laughs> on the field. Uh, but they didn't run together. You remember the Cubs had a perfect game working. Uh, yeah, Smiley and Jan Gomes and Smiley ran together. And luckily that didn't happen. Uh, uh, Kisner did say, he said, Miles could at least give me a shove on my my drive, <laughs> my dive home. But he's got a nasty strawberry on his right forearm from, you know, diving and hitting the ground and making that tag. But his tag was perfect because it, it hit the guy's forearm uh, as he's going for the plate. So not only did he, you know, he knocked his knocked his arm away from the plate and got him out. So it was a heck of a play by Kisner. Really was set the tone for the Cardinals, putting some runs on the board and starting in the seventh with Alec Burleson's home run, friend of this program, and uh, mm-hmm. and then they scored in the eighth and the ninth, and that's where Paul DeYoung also did some work. Uh, he had a home run in the eighth inning, his second of the year. He is currently hitting. 471. Jackson, my fantasy baseball team, went and picked him up yesterday. I'm buying stock on Paul DeYoung. What do you think of what Paul DeYoung is doing here in our very small sample size theater this week, John? Why why not, Tim? I mean, this kid's hitting everything. It's 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 good to see. Like we all know Paul DeYoung is a great, great human being. Like a great guy, the kind of guy that you pull for because he's so nice and you know, so respectful to everybody and his teammates love him, and, and what he's gone through the last three years is, is awful. 
and you know he has to keep proving himself every day but the way he looks at the plate where you know there's not this big high leg kick and he's off stride off balance and all that like he's on time now he's not off balance you don't see him falling over when he swings or falling out of the box uh it's you know there's very minimal parts moving so it's a quiet swing and, and it's doing some loud damage so far so you know that this is just what the thing the cardinals needed like they needed more people to hit the ball to get them out of this skid and you know those are the lineups that win in the playoffs the lineups that are deep you know you have the stars at, at three four five but you got to have guys at the end who can get it back to the top and that's what Paul DeYoung is doing so far. John, you had the report yesterday uh, from sources with the Cardinals that they are looking at the possibility of skipping Stephen Matz's next start. That is in correlation with Adam Wainwright's eventual return. What can you tell us about the thought process with Matz and uh, anything new since your uh, report yesterday? Yeah, you know, Wayno was pushing hard to to come back to the major leagues. He wants to get back to the Cardinals as soon as possible, and, you know, nobody can blame him. Uh, he needs five wins to get to 200. He needs 15 to get to second place all-time in Cardinal history. He wants to be back. Uh, you know, he, he, he really liked his last outing. Uh, he, you know, he, he gave up seven hits and three runs in, in double-A, but the Cardinals convinced him eventually that to do one more rehab start, he's going to throw 90 pitches, and then I really think five days later he's going to be in the Cardinal rotation. You know, they're, they're contemplating what to do with Stephen Matz right now. It's, you know, it, it's been a rough go. Uh, he only lasted four innings the other night. He only gave up two earned runs, but he had traffic the whole night long. I think mm-hmm. he stranded five, five runners in the in the first two innings. And Stephen's really frustrated. And you know, Stephen even said the other day, he said, I, "I've got to make some changes. I've got to come up with something different because." You know, he gave up his fourth two-out home run, which is tied for the most in baseball. And Stephen has this knack of getting ahead in counts and wowing people with his stuff. But then he'll groove a ball right down the middle with two strikes, and that just, you know, you can't get away with that in this league. And four home runs, uh, you know, leads with, with two strikes. So he's got to figure out a way to, to close out at bats and, you know, finish guys off. Yeah, so with, with Steven Matz's situation and possibly even Skip, does that mean that Woodford stays in when Wainwright returns if this is the, the plan the Cardinals decide to go with? Well, I think the next couple of days will play out, you know. So it's, uh, you know, that it's something they're still looking at. They're, they're contemplating. Uh, I think maybe Steven Matz might now, now the sound with, with, now that they've made the decision that Wayno's going to start one more game in, yeah. in the minor leagues, yeah. I think Steven Matz will get one more start. And then if it goes badly, you know. It could be a situation where you know where Jake Woodford beats him out for that for that uh, last spot. Uh, you know they tried Matts in the bullpen last year; it was effective somewhat. But at the end of the day, if he's not going to close out hitters, you know, uh, and he's going to keep putting them all over the bases, you can't come out of the bullpen either. So, you know, Stephen knows that something has to change. Something you know he's, he's got to make some improvements to stay in this rotation. John Denton, MLB.com, with us, usually joining us on Thursdays. Today, kind enough to join <laughs> us on Fridays as he is uh, flying back from or flying to uh, Los Angeles for the Cardinals and the Dodgers, which gets underway this evening in Los Angeles. Jack Flaherty on the mind. Hey, I want to get your perspective on this because we haven't talked since it happened. The Jordan Walker news. How surprised were you by it, and what do you think of the Cardinal decision? Well, Tim, I was very surprised. I mean, if you're going to do this, why even bring him up? You know, to start the season, I, it it doesn't seem to add up. Uh, that that's why I, I keep going back to the theory that this is not so much about Jordan Walker. This is about the outfielders remaining, and basically the clock is ticking on those guys. If, if you know, 
they're taking away the excuse, basically, that, oh, we're not in rhythm, we're not getting enough at-bats. Uh, you know, yes, Jordan Walker needed to work on some things in his swing, but the kid's not the fall guy for this bad start. Uh, you know, he's, he's been more than adequate as a, as a 20-year-old rookie so far. This is about those other outfielders, the Tyler O'Neills, the Dylan Carlson's, the Alec Burleson's, and, and Newbar. This is telling them, all right, you're going to get the at-bats. The clock is ticking. You've got a month. You've got six weeks. Uh, you know, if, if things don't improve, if they don't start getting more consistent uh, production from those guys, I think they, you know, that would be the group that they would pick from to, mm-hmm. to trade from potentially. Interesting. So, you know, this is one of the things that I, I, you see talking about, but is there anything to it? Were any of those guys, to your knowledge, not happy with the lack of consistent playing time? And did that really cause what wound up taking place with Walker? Well, you know, no doubt, uh, you know, John Moselak said, hey, we can't keep doing what we're doing because it wasn't working. Right, they, they went right. into the offseason thinking they could juggle five outfielders, but, you know, there's there's always grumbles that, hey, I should be playing more. And, you know, Ali Marmol even said the other day, I'm not going to sit here and say it's fair for Dylan Carlson to play only three days a week. I'm not going to sit here and say it's fair for Tyler O'Neill to play well for two days and then have to sit out the next day. So, you know, they want to try. Uh, like I said, this is not about Jordan Walker. Jordan Walker's going to be back in probably a month. Jordan Walker's going to be their right fielder for the next decade. This is about getting Tyler O'Neill going. You know, history shows when he plays a lot and he stays healthy and he's in the lineup every day, that's when he has his best production. So this move is totally about sparking Dylan Carlson, sparking Tyler O'Neill, and, and trying to get, you know, Newport going better. Newport started off well. Uh, had the thumb injury, and it's kind of going through a, a little bit of a lag now. So this move is totally about trying to get more out of those those other four guys. Cardinals and Dodgers this weekend. Then they head home and take on the Angels and begin a homestand that will feature the Tigers as well mm-hmm. next weekend. John Denton will have all of your coverage, MLB.com, and a regular here on Balloon Party, TMA, and throughout 101 ESPN. John, we appreciate it. As always, have a wonderful weekend, sir. Thanks so much, Tim. Take care. Take it easy. That's John Denton with us here on Balloon Party, driven by Munganess, St. Louis Acura, and Alton Toyota. And you are welcome to give your thoughts on what he had to say by texting in the Air Comfort Service, text line 314-399-9646. And, of course, using the 101 ESPN app to leave a mic drop. All right, uh, we will have the second half of the Lil Piddles Friday Six Shooter plus... Uh, Jackson is going to issue what I would describe as an emotional apology uh, that he owes all of you in the audience, um, and I and it's and, and that's 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 before you even do the Sports Center update. So there's there's a chance of two apologies. Just we don't know what you're going to be apologizing for with the Sports Center update. I want to be apologizing for anything for the Sports Center update, but I do. Yeah, I'll issue that in the next segment. Oh my gosh! Jeez. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Jackson may have been wrong, and we had a recent guest text him to correct him. Jackson will be apologizing, and I can't wait for it. Yeah. I'm going to stick around for the second half now. Because <laughs> you were planning on I was going to pull out. I was going to go get some work in on the yeah. range. Yeah. This is Balloon Party, driven by Mungan S. St. Louis Hacker and Alton Toyota.